it was good enough for the purpose. And I think that's what you want to think about. Is this good enough for what I'm doing? But don't let don't get caught in the trap. Say it's not perfect. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I have an amazing guest. Nancy, Nancy, thank you so much for being here with us. I'm very glad to be with you today. Awesome. So give everybody the 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. All right. Well, my name is Nancy Geary and I work with entrepreneurs that want to turn their expertise into profitable online programs so that they can scale their business. Very cool. I love online courses and I can't wait to talk to you about them because there's so many fun facets about it. Yes. How did you get into all of this? Let's start there. Well, I got into this uh, very early in my career. Someone asked me to put together a training program. I had no idea. I'd never done it before. I'd certainly attended training, but I'd never tried to build one. And I, you know, I stumbled around in the dark quite a bit and I got, I got it done and I, I think it went okay, but it took me a long time to get it together. Then I had a job after that where I was really in an in, in, um, instructional design, if you will, apprentice program where I had a quality assurance manager and a direct manager who reviewed everything I did and gave me a lot of coaching to improve everything that I wrote. While that was going on, they also offered a a master's degree program on their dime and they brought it to the company. So we did it on our lunch hour. So it was just this perfect storm of doing the work, getting feedback on the work, and then learning all of the principles that go into doing the work. And that has motivated me to want to continually coach and guide other people through this process, whether I've done it inside of a corporation as a training director, or now in this more um, entrepreneurial space as, as really as a coach and a guide. Nice. I love that. And I think there really are a lot of facets to putting on a program. Um, now, don't get me wrong, peeps. While you're listening to this, done is the new perfect. However, <laughs> we're going to set you up with Nancy, <laughs> and she's going to help you along the way so that you're at least, uh, you know, that you have a little bit more credibility and all that fun jazz along the way. So what are the, some of the biggest mistakes that, that you see people making when they're putting out content or not putting out content as well? well one of the first mistakes that people make is they want to start by writing the introduction to their program. And really, you need to follow, I think it was Stephen Covey that said, you know, begin with the end in mind. You want to begin your course thinking about, well, when they're done, what do I want them to be able to do? And then work backward from there to go, okay, if I want to get them to this place, what, uh, what do I need to teach them to get them from where they are to that point? So your intro should be the last thing that you write. Even though that's the first thing that people consume when they're taking a course, that's the last thing that you do. That's one one big mistake that people make. Um, and I think that's mis- a lot of fun because when I first started doing courses, that was that was definitely one of my biggest mistakes. 
I had a coach and they're like, okay, so what are people going to get out of it? And I'm like, I don't know. They're going to get out of it, whatever they get out of it. It's going to be different for everybody. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh my God, problem. I would have hated working with me. I just, I have these little flashbacks of those moments going, oh my God, I was the worst client ever. But for sometimes, especially if you're in kind of that whole personal development realm or, you know, self-discovery, it can be really hard to say, hey, this is what you're going to get out of this. So how do you help people articulate that? Well, one of the, the places to start is to go, okay, well, what, what are the problems that you typically help your clients solve? When somebody comes to you for help, what do they ask you? That is a great place to start. Then to look at it and go, okay, what do they ask you over and over and over <laughs> again, where you wish you could just hit a button on a tape recorder because that's how old I am. And then <laughs> just play the recording. <laughs> Actually, now should we play the MP4 and then people would listen. That's a, that is one great place to start because you, you have the sense of this is the problem that I help people solve. This is what they come to me for. And it's something that they come to me frequently. So when you have like a high frequency, that is a real good indicator that you're on to what could be a great course for you. I love that. And I think it helps too to create what we call a ladder of ascension is basically narrowing down what that thing is that you can put out yes. to the to the world and that they will consume and take one step up and pay a dollar more and one step up right. and take the dollar more, so to speak. And um and it makes it a lot easier for people to be able to go into content creation, make revenue, whether they're a life coach or they're a lawyer. Like the same thing applies. You could be running a multi-million dollar law firm, but as soon as you start writing content that's consumable online, these same principles apply. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. And this is something, it doesn't matter what size organization you are, that, you know, it's, it's the place to start. And oftentimes you can, I always think of, um, of Snoopy, one of my favorite cartoon characters of all time. When he was writing, he would sit on his doghouse and he'd go, it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> a shot rang out. And then he's like, eh, now where do I go? <laughs> Because he didn't think about, well, who got shot? Why did they get shot? What you know? Who are, you know? What what are all the factors leading up to this? So that's that's definitely one place. Another um, area I think is quite interesting, and in, in just sort of given the way we've been living the last two years, is everybody was rushing to get their content online because it was like, oh man, what do I do now? And what we have is online courses that are really recordings. And there's nothing wrong with a recording, but I think you're better off if you position it and say, here's a recording of a webinar that I did, because now everybody's getting more savvy. And if they're going in to participate in an online program, they're expecting it to be divided into logical lessons or topics, and that they're going to be short, and they're going to be scripted and tight, and there's going to be some interactive activities dispersed throughout. That's so, so people's expectations are going up. Now, a simple way to kind of work around this is when, and people don't always think about this, when you, you have your idea and stand up the webinar first, but plan it as if you were doing an online course. Because what this does for you is it allows you to have a cleaner place to edit and cut so that you're not like, you know, going into your next topic before you finish. And there's no, the editor's like, I, I, got, I can't do this. So if you work that through that way, you think about it in logical chunks. And when you get to the end of a section, you can stop 
pause, smile, transition to the next section. That gives you a few seconds where you can actually get a good cut. So if you think about, again, it's a lot of this is thinking, well, what's, what's going to be the more um, complicated thing that I'm going to do? What's going to require more effort? Plan for it, but then you can stand up the webinar first. And then you also have the option to say, well, I'll put that out there when you said, you know, done is the new perfect, put that out there, then perhaps go back and re-record everything and then put up the next version mm -hmm. so that you're constantly um, improving. Because let's face it, anybody with a computer, a camera and a microphone can create a course. And, and it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pros and cons to everything, my friend. Pros and cons to everything. One of the things that I'm, and I was teasing on the video is go have a cup of coffee. Because to me, editing, when, when somebody's talking with their hands and you don't know where their hands are and all of a sudden their hands disappear or all of a sudden their hands show up. Yeah, like, Whereas yeah. if you're, you know, have a, have a sip of coffee or a drink or whatever it is, then, then you're almost always in the same position. When you take yeah. the edit. That's a good idea. It's a lot easier for the editor. Um, that is awesome. And, and he brought up an interesting point because I'm so used to teaching people, okay, you need a sales webinar. You need to have a, a mini course. You need to have a elongated course. You need to have some content that you can give people as a bonus. Like, so I have this derived sense of what my clients should have in place. And I love right. having you around because I'm going to send them to you going, I'm not going to teach you how, I'm just telling you you need them. <laughs> so <laughs> why would somebody do a webinar without kind of the means or madness of, is this an educational webinar? Is it a sales webinar? Is it a, like, because they're just kind of going on a, well, you know, mode of consciousness or? All the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and I think anything we do there, because they're, they're, you know, there's so, because there is so much to do in any given day. So you just want to be thoughtful when you're putting the these different programs together and go, okay, what, what is it that I'm trying to do? Is this my lead magnet that I'm going to do? You know, I, like, for example, I'll do a, a five-day challenge. And at the end of the five-day challenge, then I invite people to participate in another program. That's a level up. So everything in the challenge is designed where I'm giving people value every day so they can get to know me. And then they'll ultimately, they'll, they'll want to uh, work with me at a deeper level. And so that, you know, so the intention, so that there, I have, a, and everything is about designing with intention. <laughs> yeah, maybe like, maybe people want to do- Specific intention. Yeah. Um, and five day challenges unto themselves, if they're not inundated with intention, um, I've seen more blow up than I've seen successful for sure. Um, but is somebody actually planning on taking like a, hey guys, I'm going to go Facebook Live right now and just talk to you about what's going on right now and then turn that into a course? Is that what they've done? I, people have done, people have, have decided that anything that they've recorded anywhere, anytime mm -hmm. could be turned into a course. And yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. part of it. <laughs> but I think you, you want to think about, well, am I going to just drop people into this that, you know, what's the, is there should be, there's be some kind of a wrapper around it, if you will. Maybe you have something that people um, read first that position it, or you make another video to say, Hey, you know, um, last week I did this great Facebook live or, you know, or, or you, you position it as your example. So maybe you're, you're, you're teeing up your content. Maybe you're talking about email, uh, email marketing. 
and you, you would position it and say, you put up maybe a, a front end, front end it with another video that positions it. And then say, I want to show you a short clip that I did on Facebook live. Then people kind of, they know then from a quality angle, you've, you've planted the seed that they know kind of what they're going to get. Instead of saying, I want to show you a, a video because now people are, I think expectations are going up that things are going to be better produced. We're going from black and white to color. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I think it's funny because at the beginning of COVID, Hollywood kind of went, ah, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. all of a sudden they started making really awesome ones because they started bringing in more, <laughs> more tech, more CGI, more uh, whatever it was. And some of them are low budget, but phenomenal um, quality. <laughs> so it's like now all of a sudden we, we've really got to like, well, we're, we're, or at least preface the game. We're really lucky because we're in a time where we have access to a lot of great tools that you can shoot great video on an iPhone. That too. And it's <laughs> yeah, easy to edit in, you know, it, you know, it, it's a little tiny thing, but you can actually do your editing in iMovie. You can do it on your phone. It's easier to do it on a computer, but I had done a, it was a, meant to be a promo clip and I was on location. So we're at this place. I live near, near San Francisco and we were over by the ocean and had lunch and had this great view behind me. And so we shot this little promo clip right there and I got well, on the way back, I called it up on my phone and I cut off the beginning and the end. And, and I just had my little promo to put out there. And it was, you know, putting it into my Facebook group. So it didn't need to be, you know, super polished, but it was, but it was, it was good enough for the purpose. And I think that's what you want to think about. Is this good enough for what I'm doing? But don't let, don't get caught in the trap. Say it's not perfect because to get to perfection could take hours of editing and retakes. And is it really going to make that big of a difference? I think if your lighting is good and your sound is good and you have a great message, that's what it's all about. Well, I do think there is a whole skill set involved uh, when people deal with somebody like you and they learn how much <laughs> there is to just making a good set. Like that intention of, you know, what's the point I'm trying to get across? What is my lighting? What is my whatevers? And just that little bit of, oh, okay, now we got some knowledge that we didn't have before can make a, an immense difference in mm -hmm. a very quick, like from one <laughs> shot to the next. You know, and another challenge I, I think people have is they've got so many ideas and they've got so much great information to share. They can get overwhelmed by it. Like, oh my gosh, you know, where do I start? What do I pick? And one of the first uh, ways you can look at it is to say, well, what is the need to know information versus what's nice to know? And really hone in on the need to know. And that's what should go into a course. And the nice to know you can offer in other, other forms. You can give people a you know, a downloadable PDF, or you can provide, you know, supplementary content in any, any format, but kind that they can choose if they want to go deeper, but sort of what if you want to get them from A to Z. What are all those letters in between that really count? You know, are there any that you don't care about? Like, you know, X is hard to deal with sometimes. Right? <laughs> yes, I don't yes. want elemental P. <laughs> they don't matter. And what do you say to people that this one kind of cracks me up? Because if you look at my repertoire of videos, I, I am, you know, bodybuilding, I'm thin, I'm, you know, got the COVID 
pillows going on. <laughs> I've, got the, I've got the pink hair, the red hair, the black hair, the blonde hair, the short hair, the long hair, the the red glasses, the blue glasses, and people are looking at me like, is this you? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it's not anymore, so what? Um, so, and I will splice those into videos because I think it's hilarious. Um, you know, sometimes it looks like a time delay and flashbacks and stuff like that. And we'll add a little, uh, you know, the the fuzz of or a sepia so that it looks like it's a flashback from the time. But uh, what do you say to people that are worried about, you know, I don't look the way I want to look. I don't sound the way I want to sound. I need voice lessons. I need this. I need that. Well, first of all, nobody likes the way they sound. <laughs> when you, the first time anybody, first time you hear a recording, you go, what? I mean, I, I was shocked. I was like, oh, I do sound like I'm from the Midwest. Here I thought I've had like this, you know, pure accent that's neutral. And it's like, no, you got a little, got a little, uh, little, little Milwaukee showing up there. <laughs> I walked into the editing room once with, and then they didn't have their headsets in. All I heard was, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for laughing. And, you know, part of it is you, you want to invest in a decent microphone if you're going to be doing recording. Mm -hmm. And if you looked at, you know, no, you know what I was thinking not too long ago, just, you know, my own, my, we all have our stuff. Right. And I had bought a, a video package at an auction and I was there to bid everybody up. So never, never, you know, alcohol and auctions usually don't end well for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I bid on this project. I'm glad that I have it, totally but I've been delaying you. getting this great video produced that I can use on, you know, on my, on my website as a, because I'm like, ah, you know, I kind of got a body for radio right now. <laughs> I got a body for podcasts. <laughs> I don't have the body for video, but I, but, but that, you know, but this is, this is kind of who I am and, and where I am. And I, I thought, well, this is stupid. Just, just go ahead and do it. And if, you know, things improve <laughs> in, in a few yeah. months, you know, I, I you could always say something like, you know, uh, same big personality, but a smaller package. Or something. <laughs> you, know, you can add little disclaimers or something to the front end, but don't let it, don't let it stop you because you got to show up as who you are. And I think people can find it interesting. Let's look at something and say, wow, that those glasses are old. <laughs> Why did they film that? <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about having great content. And yep. if you deliver a great message, people are going to get past, get past it. I believe that because of how we've been living, we're looking at ourselves all day, you know, and we're like, oh my God, my hair and my neck or whatever. It's just like, you, you know, so we're, we're probably more aware of it and are more critical of ourselves because we're not in, you know, the way conversation used to be where we're sitting across the table from each other and we're looking at each other. We don't, you know, unless there happens to be a mirror nearby, we're not going, Oh my God, what the hell happened? <laughs> Who is that? That can't be me. Huh. It is embrace it. Everybody else loves you. So why not love yourself? It That's awesome. Right. So who do you love to serve and support? Who are some of your favorite clients that you get to deal with? I love working with my entrepreneurial crowd. And right now I've got two clients that's been the fun to work with because they've written books. So they've got, they want to take their book and then turn the book into a course. And what we're finding is it's not always take going chapter one all the way through, but you have to think about restructuring it in a different way. Uh, and how, you know, and really how does, how does, how do the two pieces work together? It, and that, that's been a lot of fun. 
And I just, um, I get to learn from people all the time. So I have, everybody's all over the place in terms of what they do. And that's the, that is the most fun for me. But I like, you know, the entrepreneurial people, the small business where they got a great message and they can get it out in the world. And I like that I can come to them and I can say, you know what, this is what the big guys do and you can do it too. And it doesn't take that much. <laughs> you, you got the same, the same um, opportunity available to you because the tools have gotten so much easier to use. You see a village to make a course back when I got started in this business <coughs> years ago. <laughs> so what, what was one of the most fun courses that you've ever done that, or left field? And you're just like, that was kind of weird or that was kind of fun. Well, I've got to go. I have to, one of the most fun projects I ever worked on was many years ago for Harley Davidson. And I worked with the Harley owners group and it was how to run a motorcycle rally. And it was really a program for their volunteers. So I got to get into the whole culture and met just some wonderful people. And, and it was, they were so you know passionate about what they about what they do. You know, it's their, it, this was their hobby, and yet they wanted to put on these big events all over the world. That was that was really lots of fun. And now, kind of, I'm really enjoying that. I just launched a group. And seeing them, seeing the light bulbs go on and, and like, oh man, you know, I can do this. You've given me the tools. I, I know I can do this and make it happen. So I just like when, you know, when that light goes on and people are like, ah, I got this, that, that, uh, I might start to cry. That touches me when I feel like, yeah, you know, I've just, I've been able to share what I know and now you can, you can carry it forward and you can do some great things. Nice. Love that. So give us an example of a Cinderella story. Somebody that was an absolute mess when they found you. <laughs> yeah, put the little pieces back together. All good. A Cinderella story. Well, I have uh, I have three Cinderellas that I'm working with right now. Hey. Not not evil stepsisters. <laughs> and they 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 all came to me with a common problem. They're all in a, they're all working through in a group together right now, which was they, they, they were like, I don't know what to, I don't know how to structure this. I've got all this content. I've written a book. I've got all this information. I've got blog posts. I've got articles. I've got video clips. I've got that, you know, name, pick your, pick your thing and they've got it. But I don't know how to put it together. And we spent two days. And at the end of two days, everybody was on track. They had their designs for their courses done and we're ready to start actually creating the content. Wow. One of them has a much longer, her, her curriculum is about a year long. So she was able to take one, one of her courses out of her whole curriculum and was ready to move forward. And I think it was just having another set of eyes, just look at the information and go, okay, this is what you can do to, or how you can really organize it to have it be effective. And getting everybody to hone in on that, what's the need to know path. Mm -hmm. And that just was so freeing for them because they hadn't really, hadn't really looked at it from a, you know, sifting and sorting or slicing and dicing. It was not like I'm you know, selling a Vegematic here, but <laughs> it just to give them a new perspective that creates a shift. So whenever you can see something with a different set of eyes, that gives you the opportunity then to move in a different direction instead of. Well, I've always looking at it in, in the same way. 
it, it, it just real, really just really rewarding. And now we're gonna now we're in the accountability phase to to push them to actually get the get the get their courses done. Nice. Because I that. thought so often people leave. You know how how often is anybody taken? Pick your pick your topic, pick your course, uh, or workshop, and you walk away and you go, "That was great," but uh, you get home and you don't know what to do. And that's something that I just I can't accept. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. We got to get it done now. So you remind me of when we were doing videos once I was at a (laughs) program and we're like, okay, I go, I got to go get this video done. And I went out, did my video, came back and a friend of mine is still doing it. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to give them war and peace. It's just like, it's just a testimonial or whatever it was. And he's like, well, what did you put in yours? So we exchanged videos. He's like, okay, this mental leap of faith here, what the hell are you thinking? And I'm like, this rambling. <laughs> but, we, you know, we were best buddies, so we could do right. that kind of fun stuff. How do you find personalities kind of, yes, we want you, but. <laughs> yes, you want, you, you know, I think. Like, we want your personality, but you're rambling. Or, yes, we want you, but you really have to explain outside voice what you're talking about, because we're not all with you <laughs> yet. You know, that kind of fun jazz. Much of it is really having, I think people have to go through and they got to come up with their first shot. You know, they'll throw the spaghetti at the wall. And once you get, you just have to get content out there in some form or fashion. And then you can look at it. And then, you know, like, like writing a book, you start out you do, or writing anything, you know, you got to be a little bit freewheeling at the beginning and not filter anything, then come back with your editor hat. And it's always good to have somebody else edit your work. I mean, anybody who's ever tried to edit their own book probably wasn't a very good book. And the same thing with a course. If you try to edit your own work, you know, you can do it to a certain extent, but there's going to be, uh, there's a tendency maybe to repeat yourself or you might leave something out. I had, for example, just myself, I put together some instructions and I had somebody else read it to make sure that they were clear and they got, they got to step three and they went, well, what about, oh, okay, thank you. So there's, you know, it's good to have people to bounce ideas off of that can see it. Uh, Cause sometimes when you're an expert, you can't always, um, you'll either over communicate or under communicate because you'll assume everybody has to know everything or you'll go, well, they should know that. Well, they don't. <laughs> Really, that's why you're giving him a course. <laughs> so when somebody comes in and works with you, what does that look like? How does the project unfold? Well, it's it, depending on if they want a, a done with you service or a done for you service. So both of them, we'll, we'll just look at the done, the done uh, with you. That okay. starts with a strategy call mm-hmm. to kind of get an idea of who they are, what they want to accomplish. And I've got a couple of documents that I give them where they kind of answer questions about well, why a virtual program and why now and why you? <laughs> then the second document is to, to kind of scope out, well, what's the particular project that they're thinking that they want to work on? They do that. We have the strategy call. And then from there, they'll, um, they can go into a group program, which starts with a two-day workshop, which gets everybody grounded in all of the principles and gets them going on building out a design and then there's one-on-one coaching after that. I also will work with people one-on-one if they don't want to be part of a group for whatever reason. And then if I if it's a done for you service, I'll go in and I'll do a needs assessment 
and just kind of go look, get a, get get the lay of the land. And this happens more with the larger size organizations. I'll go and I'll spend a couple of days on site interviewing people. Then I'll you know they'll give me documentation, they'll give me other programs. I'll go through and I'll review everything, and then I go back to them and go, here's the design and plan. And then from there we decide kind of what the next steps are. And a lot of that depends on what what are their capabilities, where they feel they can move forward on. Um, because one of, one of the challenges I think out there is people are trying to turn what I think is a very creative business into a cookie cutter business. And certainly you can follow the same process over and over again, but there's a lot of creativity involved in each step and people have different skill sets. So I have two people that I'm working with now, one person, very comfortable doing recordings, very comfortable being on camera, has a team of people to do video editing and to create workbooks for her. Other person uh, doesn't, has not in her life experience done any of that yet. So she needs a lot more support along the way, just because her life experience is different. So needs somebody to create workbooks for her, needs somebody to write video scripts for her, perhaps we even consider using voice talent. So everybody's different. Once you get to that point where you're ready to execute, you got to meet people where they are and give them the support that they need to move forward. Nice. So I keep saying nice, but it's like, that's awesome. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we uh, get rid of my little hobby horse vocabulary later. When, when you're working with somebody, because you seem to have a huge breadth and width of knowledge of being able to go, Hey, this is, this is what the content you need for a five day challenge. This is what you need for a sales webinar. Yeah. This is what you're going to need for curriculum mm -hmm. vende or however they say that right. in Latin. Like that's a huge spectrum. <laughs> um, and it's awesome. So when somebody's working with you and they go through your strategy session, um, I'm, I'm assuming that you'll have like different price points based on the amount of like the more structured the video needs to be and the more polished it needs to be and the right. more yada, blah, blah, versus somebody that's like, eh, I just have this, you know, $300 course I'm putting out and let's just get her done. Yeah. And it really, it really comes down to, you know, best use of everybody's time and, and what are the capabilities uh, that they have and, you know, it, and how, you know, I, I like to try to keep things as simple as possible. I'm not going to recommend that people do something that's, you know, Hollywood. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, of you're Hollywood, in which case, you know, I'm sure Nancy would be happy to work with you. <laughs> Just it's, and it, it, so the, the, the pricing does vary because it depends, it really depends on the project and um, how much work they're going to do versus how much work my team is going to do. Right. Well, absolutely. And that all comes down to fun jazz. So I know that our listeners are going to want more from you. How do they start their journey with you? What they can do is they can, <coughs> excuse me, they can email me and I, I can uh, give you the correct spelling for the show notes. I'll say it right now because my name sure. is it can be tough. <laughs> so it's nancy at nancygeary.com. So my first name and last name and Geary is G-I- E R E. I have uh, on my website, which also happens to be nancygeary.com. There is an opt-in form on that page where they can get access to my eight easy steps to create training that sells, which gives them an idea of kind of my overall process and how I work. And I even take phone calls. And what? <laughs> what? I know, or a text. And my number is 414-315-9809. So I'm happy to connect with people 
any way to you know do it do it do a discovery call and see what makes sense. You might regret that in five years when somebody's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm retired. No. <laughs> exactly. Nancy with Y, N-A-N-C-Y-G-I-E-R-E for those of you yes. who spell your Nancy's with an I. This isn't one of those. Awesome. So um, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. What are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having in their, at home and they're thinking, oh my God, Nancy, I need you so badly. Well, one of the biggest stumbling blocks is uh, just a lack of structure. And really not sure how to uh, put everything together. I think there's also a fear factor around, well, if I build it, will they come? And that just takes doing some market analysis, not a lot, just, you know, talk to some of your um, current clients, do some focus groups, maybe do a survey to just float your idea and see really where, where people are. Do they, are you onto something great? Do you need to take something out? Do you need to add something in? Yeah, but before you move forward, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I'll sell it and then I'll build it. And you can do that. But I, the only caution that I have is be aware of how long it's going to take you to build it so that you don't promise something that you can't deliver because nobody wants to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and then don't go the other way and go, I got to wait until it's perfect and then I'll sell it. So you want to find that kind of that spot in the middle where you've done a little bit of work where you can either move forward or make some modifications then build it, then sell it. Love that. So I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Well, in uh, 1998 <laughs> was the first round and I got laid off. So there was no downside risk other than, you know, I'd lose my unemployment check for, right? <laughs> so I thought, well, this is the time to try this because you know, if I don't do it now, before then I was like, well, I should wait and I should have this. Maybe I should go work for a consulting for, you know, I had all these, like, I had like this whole methodical plan. And then one morning I went into the office and they said, you can pack up your stuff and go along with, you know, a hundred other people. Okay. Well, I guess it's time. And I, and, and I worked uh, on my own up until 2015 and then I had a big life disruption in 2015 and that I got divorced. So I thought it was easier then to go back and take a full-time job, which I did for a few years to get myself grounded. And then ha, laid off again and went, okay, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> and then started off on my own again. Nice. And was that little spark inside of you that went, I can do this on my own or. Yeah, it was really, I can, I can do this. And I, I just, you know, I had, uh, I had made a big move cross country. I really kind of start, was starting my life over. And when I first moved cross country, I just didn't have it in me to do the business development, which is so important. You have to be out, you know, out there and, and hustling. So I thought, I'm just gonna go. It's kind of funny. I'll go work for a corporation for a while because it'll be easier. And you know, the ease of it was you know, money appeared in my bank account automatically every two weeks mm -hmm. <laughs> as I was trying to you know, find my way again. But I was not a very... Um, probably not the best employee because I was so used to being on my own and being in charge. When I went back inside, it's like, what? <laughs> tell me do oh, you mean, I can't tell you what I think all the time. I get in trouble. <laughs> I forgot about that. When I was a consultant, people paid me to tell them what I think. Oh right? no. Okay. I'm supposed to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am exaggerating a bit, but it, it's just, it's just a different, it's a totally different feeling when you can't, you know, steer your own ship. 
right? I love that. It's awesome. You have been so much fun and thank you so much for your time. I could pick your brain all day, um, but I know how valuable your time is. Any last words for our peeps? When you're planning your course, be intentional every step of the way and it'll make a huge difference. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Peeps, oh, you're welcome. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app so that you can, or so we can help you scale your business. We love having you here. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.